Oi, oi, easy here. Um, cool, it's been a busy old week. We've done loads of new episodes. Um, we've just just finished the Mouth of Manliness podcast mashup as well. So there's loads of stuff coming around the corner, uh, which is good. Um, in this episode, I sat down with uh, Elliot Kennedy, who was the mastermind behind loads of, of hits in the in the 90s. Um, and he still writes music today with the likes of Lulu, Brian Adams, uh, Take That, um, or Gary Barlow now, should I say. And um, yeah, the guy even had the Spice Girls living in his house before they got famous and had any money. They had to stay over at his house. Uh, so this guy's just got loads of stories and he's uh, he's just a really nice guy. So the audio is a little bit iffy because we had a bit of a technical snafu with uh, Zoom and whatever. I won't bore you with the details, but yeah, have a listen. Enjoy. See you in a bit. Yeah, yeah. So how's everything yeah, going with you? Yeah, good, actually. Really good. I mean, it's I'm, I'm super sensitive to uh, this this question of, of how things are in this time because I know a lot yeah. of people have suffered and, and had a really terrible time but I'll be honest it's probably been the most creative time of my career yeah. this yeah. last year yeah yeah I've got mo- I've, had, I've got more done and more more done in in ways that I probably wouldn't have done yeah. if we'd have been still in the studio and all the rest of it so yeah. I, I I prefer to work from home anyway I've got a studio all that being said we're just about to do a re- big remodel so I'm moving back into the studio but I've been working from home all year and it's just been the best time I've ever had it's been amazing <laughs> yeah there's a few other I mean I, I hear mixed bags I've got a, a lad who was on the um, the last one that we released actually uh, Fatty Baseman you know he um, he's a session musician so a lot of his income comes from the, the live yeah, shows sure. and stuff like that you know I mean he, he gets stuff from you know, overdubbing and, and doing that sort of stuff. But yeah. the guys like that, you know, I really feel for them because it, it just... It's been you know, horrible. I yeah. mean, I've, I've really missed using, you know, being in a studio in a room with musicians. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've managed to do a few sort of live things, you know, socially distanced live things. The, when I launched my album, we did a, a live um, from Sheffield City Hall. Right. And they gave me the stage and the, the, the Steinway piano. So we were able to set oh, nice. up all the musicians in the round, it was just, it was really gorgeous. It sounded beautiful. It was really nice to do. That was amazing. Just having musicians around again, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I can't wait to be able to do that again. Yeah. It's, um, it's an odd one because now you have this capability of having the studio on a laptop. So, yeah. and this, you know, thankfully we do have the zoom, you know, this, the zoom capability as well, but you know the, the the productivity wise is 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 amazing for musicians nowadays because you can literally you know flip open a laptop and get access to yeah get on with it yeah yeah, yeah uh, and get on with it but I, I can't help but feel like that might have its drawbacks as well in terms of absolutely the magic you know the that you oh, get yeah. whenever when 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 several musicians in a live environment lock in together and there's a yeah. chemistry I, I i'm not absolutely i'm on the fence between I think it's an amazing thing that artists, you know, no matter w- where they came from, you know, you can you could learn you could start learning the guitar today, flip open a laptop, record it, and you could release it via DistroKid, right? And it might yeah, be crap. All from your laptop, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might be crap, but you can do that, right? So I'm always on the fence of this kind of like, yeah, wh- whether or not it's it's a it's a it's a it's a good thing or whether or not it's too much of a blessing and it takes away some of the magic of the old time of yeah, having to get together I, I, and drag the, your amp down a street, you know. <laughs> I'm a real energy guy, and and there's nothing compared to being in a room with people, you know, and and vibing off them. I also think it's good from a point of view of 
sort of policing you in yeah. terms of your ideas and stuff. And I think, you know, what we've, what we've got now is this sort of plethora of uncurated music that, that's not really been peer-reviewed properly. It's not been sort of gone through the normal policing procedure you would do surrounded yeah. by musicians and, and, and being in studios and stuff. So as a result, there's a real standard drop, I think. Mm. And, and that's one of those things that I'm super sensitive about. Mm. So I send songs out all the time to people I trust, you know, get their perspective and yeah. get yeah. their thoughts. So like when it comes to making my own album in, in here, which I've mostly done myself, I was constantly sending stuff to Gary Barlow or Brian Adams or people yeah. that I trust the ears yeah. of, you know, yeah, yeah. are going to be really brutal with me. Yeah. Uh, just to keep a perspective. Otherwise, you can sort of get lost in all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, though, because that can work both ways in terms of sometimes you, and I can think of a few artists that I won't name, but you, they get to that point where everybody around them is telling them that whatever they're doing is amazing. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is what, when I say I play them to people who are going to be brutal with it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's the point of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Uh, so well, you know, congr- congratulations on a you know such a, um, a a successful career in music. I mean, I, I was quite surprised. Yeah, you're you're one, you're you're one of those uh, people. It seems that kind of majority of the time has worked kind of in the in the mechanics behind the scenes. Um, yeah, put you know absolutely ma- masterminding these these pop songs and and then uh, them going on to being absolutely massive. But yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. How did you get started with with all of that? Well. At the very beginning, music was a big part of my house. My dad was a a singer. We we emigrated to Australia when I was little, um, and my dad was a singer and and would do cabaret. And then when we moved back when I was like 11, 12, um, he carried on doing the Northern Working Men's Club circuit. You know, that's what you do, you know, as a musician. That's your your, your ability to to learn your chops, if you like, you know, as you do the clubs. And, and, um, so that sort of, I would go with him and sit in the dressing room and the pop and crisps and listen to him <laughs> sing all the standards of the day, you know, in the yeah. late seventies, early eighties. So, so that was my sort of education, if you like. And, um, I, for whatever reason, I was just able to play a keyboard. We had a keyboard and I was able to play, um, some of the songs that dad sang and, and not really understand how I could do it. And then just that was it. It was almost like someone yeah. flung open the doors of the universe. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. like, oh my god, this, you know. And 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 then, of course, you start listening as a musician. You then start listening to music differently. Yeah. And that just sort of took me in a whole different direction. I, t- I just couldn't absorb enough music. And that that was my when my love affair with music started, if you like. So going through high school, all I ever wanted to do was be at the piano. And anyone yeah. that remembers me from high school will, will know me as the dude at the piano, you know, because they'd <laughs> break time, lunchtime after school. I just yeah. couldn't get enough of it. And of course, I, I didn't, I never really had the intention or desire to, to be in a band or, or be an artist. It just yeah. didn't, I just don't have that in my DNA, I don't think. And But I did want to be in music. I didn't realise a songwriter or producer what they did at that time. Yeah, yeah. But then I sort of started taking much more notice of album credits and things like that when I was about 12, 13. And, and of course, thick into electronic pop music at the time. In Sheffield, we had the Human League, Heaven 17, yeah. Cabaret yeah. Voltaire. I mean, that was my thing, you know. So um, I then discovered soul music when I was about 14. 
and 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 that was it then again it was it felt like a whole new room of the universe opened up yeah. so I, I just got absorbed in it and and even though i could sing which i guess i got from my dad it, it, it never really interested me. It never like it was never one of those things where it was like, oh, I'm going to do this now. Really? But what else do you do when you're a kid? You know, you're in a band and you're a singer, and that was it. You know, you just go down that road until um, I, I until the point where the band I was in, I was sort of the keyboard player and and um, songwriter producer guy, which is hilarious because I've got two hooves instead of fingers for <laughs> piano. But uh, thankfully, I've now got a great keyboard player. But um, we um, we got uh, we were offered a deal, and I, I I always wanted to work with a producer called Alex Sadkin, who had produced Thompson Twins and right. my favorite pop record, Robbie Neville's um, "Say Lovey." Yeah, and and I, I wanted only wanted to work with him, and I found out that he died a couple of weeks before oh. in a car crash in Montserrat. Oh man! And I just thought, chef, this I don't want to be a I don't want to be in a band. I, I want to do that. So in a weird way, my entire career has been some sort of sort of tribute to Alex Sadkin in a way. Oh, really? So I just decided I wanted to do that and be in the studio all the time. And that led to sort of working with some songwriters that had, one of them had had a hit and um, and and sort of we'd started writing together. And, down. and then sure enough, you know, after years of slog and being a T-boy and learning how to use all the gear and stuff, it, yeah. it eventually led to someone listening and that led to my relationship with Kenny Thomas. Right. That's how that started. We still maintain. Literally, just written a new single for him. So it's yeah, yeah, thirty yeah. years in the making that relationship. So wow. it's um, we started there, and it, one thing led to another, and then take that. You know, we had a num- my first number one with take that. That's yeah. when my friendship with Gary started. You know, and, okay. and again maintains, and then five years later, you know, after a whirlwind time in the nineties of hit after hitting several number ones, it, it you know Brian Adams becomes a great friend and collaborator. What's lovely is these people are still my closest friends, you know, yeah, and yeah. songwriters. So it's it's one of those things. I can't remember making any of the decisions that led me to this point. <laughs> but uh, one decision I know was was one that I had to make uh, at some point <clears throat> because I was being bullied by Gary Barlow to make it was to make an album, and right. and, and which seems like. The most crazy thing, I've just had my 52nd birthday. Yeah. And I'm, I've got an album released. It's hilarious <laughs> to me. But but it started a couple of years ago, actually, my 50th birthday. Yeah. And I invited a load of artists and that I'd had hits with, and the Take That Boys came, and S Club, and Heather Small, and Alfie Bovarius. It was an amazing night. We raised a hundred grand for the charity, nice. uh, which was beautiful. And, yeah. and we, we just ended up, you know, we had a great time. And afterwards, uh, Gaz called me and he said, Oh, when we were in your dressing room, Alfie turned to me and said, Who's singing here? So I'd gone out and started the gig. Yeah. And, and, I, and I said, It's Elle. And Alfie said, I didn't know Elle was a singer. And he said, well, What do you think we're doing here? You know, it's <laughs> birthday party. So, so they all came up. And so afterwards, he called me and said, Elle, you need to make an album. I just thought he was high. I said, what is wrong with you? Why would I do that? Yeah. And he went, L, I'm not joking. You need to make an album. So I um, I ignored him and didn't think about it. And then went to see the band, the boys on tour. Um, and he'd arranged for me to meet an agent. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, Gaz, what is up with you? And he went, L, I'm not letting you go, mate. You oh. have to make an album. So he just pounded me about And eventually this year happened. And I just thought, well, you know what? 
I'll have a go and see what happens. I'd, I'd already made an album called Mind Music, which was yeah. a sort of reflective, meditative, relaxation album. Yeah, yeah. And really, because people were suffering from insomnia and all the rest of it, so I released it. And it's really helped a lot of people. I've had some beautiful yeah. messages about it. Do you do and meditation yourself? Do you actually yeah, meditate? I do. I, I, I do, yeah, I do. I learned uh, TM some oh, years joking. ago. I'm a TM. Yeah, yeah. I am. Oh, well. you. There yeah, you yeah, go, yeah. Mate. I've there been doing... Yeah. I see that other than the spiritual side, which I think is yeah. fantastic, the sort of, you know, the awareness and all that, yeah. um, just purely as a mental practice for taking out the garbage from your oh, head God. every day is just a yeah. huge thing this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I can't, I cannot speak highly enough of it. In, in fact, I, 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 when I first found TM, or I don't know whether now it found me or whether or not I was just, because I was doing different yeah. kinds of meditation. But all right. of them were the same for me in that, you know, the, um, what's it called? The uh, Headspace or something, the, the app that you can get on your phone. Oh, yeah. And, and I felt the benefits if I kept on doing it every day for like six days. Yeah. And then I could sort of start feeling the benefits. But it, up until that sixth day, I wasn't really getting that much out of it. Right. And it was kind of bugging me. I had to sit down with an app and uh, well, I just want to be able to sit down on a bench somewhere and do it. So, sure. so that's how I found TM just by kind of trying to listen out and, and um, yeah. then Russell Brand, I think was like, ah, that, that right, makes okay. sense. But wow. I, I mean, I started doing it properly right at the beginning of lockdown and it completely saved my day. I've got two small kids. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't go to school. So I'm in the house with them all the time. And yeah. it, it's incredible what it does. I mean, like in yeah. terms of, you know, you can, you can be, you can feel completely drained of energy, sit down at 6 p.m. Do you do yeah. your TM? And it's like you've just woken yeah. up again uh, for the yeah, rest of the is, day. It's, well, it's your well, isn't it? It's you yeah. refilled your well, you know, yeah. you drove it. And, yeah. I, and I get it. And I, I love all that. I actually, I, I was, I, I started doing a, um, a community radio show Tuesdays and Thursdays. I absolutely loved it. It was brilliant fun. I've yeah. never been a DJ before or a presenter. Yeah. And I'd absolutely loved doing it. We had a community of people listening, hundreds of listeners. It was great fun on every show. And, and I, I, I then started doing like a late night on a Monday um, sort of breathing exercise program for an hour okay. just to help 10 o'clock on a Monday night to help people sort of get into sleep mode yeah. and relax basically. And the way I explain it to people, because obviously if you're, if you're a seeker, like you clearly are and looking for this information, it's rewarding, isn't it? But yeah. for a lot of people, it can be a little bit freaky. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even speak. To, there's some friends that I, that will be listening to this now going, Huh? He does TM. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. Just, it works for me. I keep it to myself. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I, people I'm think one of those can... people that that, yeah. that that enjoys sort of expressing this. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I think in, in this day and age, more than ever, people are so in need of some spiritual guidance. You know, oh, yeah. and it's not religion, that's for sure. No, so no. it's it's. Um, I, I'm quite quite up for sharing the information, and this show on a Monday night have really helped people just to breathe exercise. But I always refer to it as, as finishing off your thinking, yeah. you know, in terms of so someone, everyone, anyone who is suffering from this but isn't necessarily on the journey to seeking this information will gradually take steps towards that door. Do you know yeah. what I mean? At that yeah. doorway. Yeah. And say, oh, hold on, this really works. This has really yeah. helped me. So there's something else there. Yeah. But like you, mate, it, I find it really, really therapeutic. No oh, doubt about it. it. Yeah, I mean – when, like I said before, I was a bit skeptical when I first went into it. A, because mainly because you have to pay 
<laughs> right? And I was like, right, 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 right. right. Well, I, I don't know. And, you know, you don't get your mantra until you pay. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> Why is that then? Can't you just give it to me? Um, <laughs> but the first time of transcending, which did happen on the first, on the first go for me, uh, which yeah. apparently just for everyone, but I, I actually couldn't believe it. I came, I, I buzzed out of the building. Yeah. Thinking there's a whole new, there's a whole next level to life. Super. <laughs> like there's another yeah, level. Yeah. Like, I've broken yeah. through. Like this is amazing. And now yeah. it, it could be anything, you know, you could be tired, sit down and do TM, or you could just feel a little bit anxious about to sit down and do TM yeah. or, or it could be that, um, drinking, you know, I got far too in the habit, especially over or, or approaching even lockdown, coming into lockdown of just opening that bottle of wine with my wife and that right. was creeping into like Wednesday and then Tuesday and stuff. And I noticed it and I thought, actually, I don't, I don't want to be doing that. So right. rather than grabbing that glass of wine after I'd finished doing whatever I was doing, I just sit down and do TM first. And because you get a release of endorphins, your body doesn't really want that that's right to get the endorphins from the alcohol so it's all, all of a sudden you're like oh i don't actually need the alcohol now it's like it's like the answer yeah, to everything yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. well that, that's the point i guess isn't it yeah Is that it's it's a natural abundant answer to so much anxiety and stress yeah yeah and i, I do know as well there's a, a definite similar feeling when you get lost certainly in like a piano or, or uh yeah. or the yeah. guitar wherever it is that you go that sort of warm and fuzzy kind of I'm here, I'm not here for place is kind of the same place that you get to. It's where music exists. I, I listen, yeah. mate. Yeah. When, when when talking about when we when we're getting into conversations like this, which I love, um because it you know, often in the same questions as you know, how do you do what you do or what drives you, what inspires you, and all the rest of it, I just say, look, as we speak, the universe is still creating more stuff, you yeah. know. And it all only needs that. It only knows how to do that, and it's all energy. Yeah. And I believe that where Higgs was looking for the bit of the field of energy that gives everything its mass is also where music lives. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's all energy. And what what we're able to do, or what the, the idea is, if you're prepared to surrender to it and something bigger than yourself, and be yeah. okay about that, as in yeah. get out, get out of your own way. Yeah, yeah. And, and be happy to be a part of something bigger. Yeah. Then you get to receive. You get yeah. to receive the energy. And what's beautiful for a musician or a songwriter or a painter or an architect or a choreographer or whatever is you get to personalize it with your experience, your memories, yeah. your sense of self yeah. that makes it unique. That, yeah. That's, I mean, what a gift. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be a part of that energy? You know? Yeah. 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 And, and, and at that point, I think this is where a lot of people get confused about making music because they, it, well, that the fact that you're making music, but actually you, you're also receiving it, I guess. Yeah. On some it's sort all of there, mate. Yeah. Every yeah. song that's ever written or ever will be written, it's up there in energy. <laughs> and, I, and the way I, the way I sort of explain it to people is I say, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be holding a pencil the day the universe wants to write a song. Yeah. yeah but yeah. the reality of that is I put my aerial up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I put yeah. my aerial up there, so which means I'm ready to receive. But the only way to do that, to actually physically be able to ready to receive, is is to surrender and and get out of the way of your ego, get out of the way of the fact that you think it's all about you. Yeah. And just be fortunate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be happy to feel fortunate about the ability to receive that energy. 
Yeah. And I think that that's the problem. People forget how much of a gift it is. They think it's all about them and their talent and all the rest of it. And don't yeah. get me wrong, you know, for whatever reason, some of us have the ability to filter that energy into something creative. Yeah. Not everyone can do that. And that's, yeah. that's a real privilege. But yeah. I think that people get lost in this idea of what, what it actually is to be in music and, and, and sort of, you know, make that part of your life, especially doing what I do as a songwriter. I, I learned a long, long time ago that it was very little to do with me <laughs> and everything to do with the energy wanting to write a song that day. Yeah, yeah. You've just got to put the work in to make sure your fingers can go where they need to. That's exactly it. You've got yeah, to practice. Yeah. You've got to fall in love with music, subject yourself to as much music. You've got to put work into the system. Yeah. You know, I, I've come across a lot of blissed out meditators <laughs> that sort of sit there and think that the universe is just going to drop it in their lap. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've actually had this argument with quite a few people who, you know, do the rounding and go to, you know, see the Maharishi and all this stuff. And, and they come back with this sort of blissed out expression on their face. Like, this is great. I don't have to do anything anymore. And it's just yeah. like, no, you don't. You're yeah, missing yeah. the point. Yeah, you've yeah. got to put work in. You've got to yeah. be ready. You've got yeah. to, the way you show you're ready to receive is putting the effort in yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, matching the energy. I, I think that that's also a little bit that's lost in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even if you listen back on uh, Noel Gallagher talking, yeah. You listen, you li listen to every single time someone asks him. He says exactly the same thing. He says he's just fishing. Yeah. He just wants to catch him before Coldplay or you take it. That's right. That's right. You know, but right. I mean, and, and you know, and, and he's a guy that you know, he just you wouldn't say you wouldn't put Noel Gallagher and Spiritual in the same no. sentence necessarily. So you know, and he's also a Northerner. <laughs> tend yeah. not to tend not to muck around with that spiritual muck, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, he, he can't deny that where it comes from because I think anyone who succeeded at this has to, at points in their life, sort of go, "What is going on? I can't remember making the decisions that led yeah. to this." Yeah, yeah. So it's it can't be just about what I'm doing. So you realise that there are definitely sort of forces at play conspiring to make things happen and, and and i i just think that if you're attuned to it and you're prepared to sub subject yourself and again i use the word surrender because a lot of people find that difficult yeah if you're prepared to do that then you're able to receive more information and yeah. and, and, and opportunities present themselves and i just think that it's you know it's such a state of of mind and soul in in unity that yeah. stuff it sounds a bit hairy fairy to a lot of people but I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether the the music industry itself might be at fault a little bit because when if you're an aspiring musician and you're looking at the people that are already successful, there's a lot of money, stature, um, sure. glitz, glamour, and all that comes along with it. Yeah. And I think that that when you actually dig deeper and you and you, and you know listen to some of the, some of the interviews that you know, I can think of, like Katy Perry and stuff, where she's openly saying, you know, I got here and it isn't the place that you think it's going to be, you know, and the, and actually she, she started doing TM as a consequence of that because she, she just right. didn't feel the fulfillment of it. So I yeah, think, he, sure. I think people now when they're aspiring can put the cart before the horse and try and achieve sure. the, the money and the success without actually yeah. building up the, the back catalog, you know, I totally agree. And, and I think that in that process, you lose that ability to, to appreciate and, and, and uh, subject yourself because you think it's all about you. You think it's yeah. because there's so many people around you 
telling you it's about you because they earn from you that you start believing it. I've seen it happen to so many artists. And yeah. eventually they work it out because all of those people that are feeding them with that crap, as soon as the flow stops, they disappear. They yeah. move on to the next one. And and you can't help but feel, um, uh, you know, hard done to at that point. And, yeah. and it's at those points where you kind of go, okay, I need to work this out. And if yeah. you're lucky enough, in the that by that I mean you're you've got the wherewithal to um, admit to yourself that it's not all about you and be okay about that. You get another crack. You get another opportunity to sort of draw from that that well. And I, yeah. I think that I think that's the biggest lesson. I, I try to instill this in young artists all the time, and have done throughout my career of developing young artists. And that started with the Spice Girls and S Club and mm -hmm. Five and Blue, all of those artists that I played a part in developing. Um, I used to try to, you know, help them to see as soon as possible that it wasn't about them, that yeah. they were a part of something bigger than themselves. And when they listen, it's great to watch because you see they have a career, you know, yeah. they go yeah. on and they work it out, you know. And that that to me is the best, That is 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 a joy, is a joy to see. Yeah, and and how how involved in the development did you get in in those acts that you're well, talking I mean, about? All of those artists I mentioned there from the very beginning. I mean, the yep, Spice yep. Girls moved into my house. <laughs> we introduced really? them to me and my manager introduced them to Simon Fuller. They, they, when they were with me, they had no money. I had to give them petrol money to come and stay. They had nowhere to stay. So did you? So it was literally in the beginning. So how was I thought they were put together via sort of audition. They were that, they, they were put together by um by um two two guys and yeah. Chris and Bob Chris Herbert and Bob they they I'd been to see I went to see Chris about a different artist they were managing and uh, I wasn't that keen on on working with them and I said do you manage anyone else and he went, well well started this thing it's not really ready and it's these five girls it's like a pop R and B thing it's like a girl group rather than a boy group. And I said, well, that sounds fun. Let me work mm. with them. Didn't hear anything back until the day before the session was set. I got a phone call in the studio, in another studio from the studio I'd booked, uh, saying there's two girls here and uh, they need to talk to you. And it was Mel B and Jerry. And they said, we're firing our manager tomorrow because he won't let us work with anyone. We're meant to work with you and he wouldn't give us your phone number. Uh. So we've just decided to fire him. And second was... Have you got anywhere we can stay? So that was it. That was the beginning of our relationship. And um, they had nothing but themselves and their energy and their message. Yeah. And we wrote great, fun songs, and they went and changed the world. It was as simple as that. And and that I tried to just um, approach all of those artists that were in development with, like, I, we did the same with S Club with Simon Fuller from the very beginning, you know, literally day one in the studio and, uh, Blue Five were very similar. Five yeah. were actually managed by that guy that put the steel, uh, the um, the Spice Girls together. Wow. So it's um, it's been one of those things that I that that I feel I've probably been the best at yeah. of all the things I've done throughout my career is develop young artists. Yeah. So and, and because my as a songwriter, I always saw my job was to get into the heart and mind of whoever I was working with, which is why I'm proud. To be have, have been able to go from Brian Adams to Celine Dion to Spice Girls to S Club in yeah. one year without them all sounding like each other, because yeah. it's it was important for me to make get into their vocabulary, to get into their emotions, see what they wanted to say. Yeah. So it's um, 
it, it was never about me as a result. So when I do a gig or whatever and I sing those songs, they're so varied. Yeah. From my, they're all so varied artists. And now, you know, of late had, you know, Aretha Franklin and, you know, Dame Shirley Bassey just recently to add to that list. So it gets even more sort of yeah. diverse, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's been uh, it, that that I think is just has made it even more difficult. Of course, when it's come to making my own album, because <laughs> I've had to go back to that beginning again on that. But it's um, that I've really enjoyed that job of of getting into someone else's vibe. I'm I'm I've been doing it recently with a, a an artist called Tom Seals, who's a piano player and singer, amazing okay. talent. Yeah. You'll you'll hear more about it soon. Yeah, and I've written yeah. these singles and and um, you know a couple of other artists as well like that. So it's I still enjoy that more than anything. Yeah, yeah. How do you think that's changed now in terms of the, what's required in order to develop an artist? You know, when you look at I think that, I think that, that the pop thing. I haven't done anything like that for a long time. I think that's relevant to the fact that I'm not sure you know an 18 year old girl or boy wants a 52-year-old dude writing songs for them anymore. And I get that. I get it. it is, I love pop music, but I get yeah. it. And I don't really feel as turned on about it as I used to. And I yeah. think that that's right. I think that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, I moved into other areas. Gary Barlow and I wrote a Broadway musical, which we okay. hope to bring to the UK next year. Yeah. And that was great. We had a hit with it and it traveled for three years. It toured America, which was beautiful. And, and so that was a way of get, learning a new craft in music, which is always a great challenge at this point in my life. Yeah. Um, to sort of to to make music work in a, a way that I'd never done before, and then you know that also applies to working in film and television, which I think I mean I've also enjoyed. Mm. But um, I've I've actually I'm halfway through a new musical, which I've got, I'm getting a great deal of support for, which has been sort of a, two years in the making already. Okay. Um, and then and then you know. Still keeping a hand in developing artists, writing for Alfie Bow, been working with Gary recently on a, a new project, and we've got a couple of film projects on the go. So I'm spinning plates all over the place because I'm just yeah. so enthusiastic about music yeah, yeah. and get excited about working with anyone. So it's uh, it's about that. And then, like I say, on top of all this, somewhere in all that, I made an album and, yeah. and a creative statement for myself. So it's 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 a fun time. It's been an incredibly creative time. What do you do then? Do you have kind of like a bank of tunes that you've written that you're kind of like, oh, I think that might fit this artist? Or, Sometimes. Or, or, or is it more kind of sitting down and it just sort of develops itself with the artist? Sometimes now? I have like on my phone here, there might yeah. be 10 starts. Do you know what I mean? Which is anything from just a murmur into yeah. the phone, you yeah. know, into the voice thing. Or sit down with a guitar or piano, and it sort of becomes a bit more formed. Yeah. Generally speaking, they tend to be in the car, while you know, or, or yeah. somewhere odd yeah. where I'm not yeah. thinking about, or usually outside the studio. Yeah. But there is also something to being put on the spot and like, you know, Kenny Thomas, for instance, called me recently and said, "Oh, I could really do the single." I was like, <laughs> "Yes, you can. All right, I'm going to do this." And I've just written one and sent it. I think it's a smash. He's going to. It's, it's going to be his next single. Oh no! Nice. And I feel really good about it. So just yeah, think, good. everyone loves Kenny. It's still. He sounds amazing still. Yeah. And you know, it, people would be up for it, him again. So yeah. I do still love that challenge. Alfie Bo called me and said he's making an album. Would you, would I get involved? And again, so you just go, yeah, that's a voice I want to write for. Yeah, yeah. So so I still get excited about that challenge of having to come up with the goods, you know. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's it, it's a, it horses for courses, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, is is kind of doing your own stuff gonna gonna continue, or is that just a one time? I don't very know. Bullying I, campaign. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he's tired of bullying me now. So I think you know, I, I, I've made the album. It's been loved, well received, and everyone seems to really like it that, that have got the album. I've actually just posted out the first load of CDs today. So there's like. I sold a hundred CDs. I've signed them all. Oh yeah, you know, uh, and, and there's a campaign starting in Holland, which is lovely because there seems to be a, a radio audience there. I got Radio Two on it, and it charted in one of the chart. One my latest single charted at number three in a in a in a chart. So I don't know what what I'm trying to achieve really, yeah. other than that I wanted it to do it as a creative exercise and as an honest representation of who I was as a singer. Yeah. But if I'm really honest, I struggle with the whole being an artist thing. I, I love performing, but I love it on the basis that it's not what I do. Yeah. So I know. get away with murder. Do you know what I mean? I go out on stage yeah. and tell stories and sing songs and tell them a funny story about this song. And there's a little peek behind the curtain for the audience. So it's fun. Yeah. I yeah. really enjoy that. I really enjoy doing that. Cause it's like inviting people around to living room, you know, even yeah, if yeah. it's in a, two and a half thousand seat, you know, city hall or whatever, it still feels very intimate. So I think I'm kind of up for doing that for a bit. And and once we, one, once we get back into theatres, um, I'd be up for doing the odd gig. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm going to make another album or anything like that, but I do, we'll see how it goes. I mean, you never say never, right? But yeah. um, I've thoroughly enjoyed doing it. And I, I'm really proud of the album. It's, there's a lot of honesty in it because you know there's no point in doing it unless you yeah. unless you're going to be brutally honest otherwise what why bother doing it at all so it's yeah. it's uh, it's been a cathartic exercise as well but and I'm like I say I'm thoroughly proud of it and I've actually got the vinyl arriving oh, nice. this week and I can't yeah. wait for that to have you know my own <laughs> vinyl album that's going to be fun so have you have you released it on your own label you, 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 you yeah have a label. i just put it i just released yeah. it I, I, I you know what, what's great nowadays is you can sort of buy in the services so you know radio pluggers yeah. and, and online promo and all that yeah. and of course because of this time there's been no telly or anything so yeah we've been able to do most of it from just here with a camera and and, and interviews like like with yourself yeah so so i, I got in i got um, a couple of pr companies involved that did different things, some radio, some online promo and, and all the rest of it, social media stuff. Mm. And um, I just put the album out on a platform, a universal platform called Spin Up, which okay. allows you just to create an account and release your own music. So yeah. I mastered it all. You obviously mixed, spent some time making the record. And like I say, Ken Bruce loved it and we got Radio 2 playlist on the first mm. single. And the rest has grown since then. The videos, you know, the latest ones, you know, going to go over hundred thousand at some point. Oh, nice. And the, the the listeners are, you know, up to thirty thousand a month. So yeah. it feels like there's an audience there, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's meant that I haven't had to sort of try to pretend I'm something I'm not, which is I, I can't do that. So it's all being based upon my voice and the music and people knowing who I am. You know, because yeah. I, I said to all the radio guys, the promo guys, look. I'm not stupid, you know. I'm I'm an overweight 52-year-old dude. So let's not pretend, you know, I'm I'm going to go out and start dancing or anything. It's it the editorial is as important as the music in this instance. That Yeah, yeah. a career uh, and 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 here I am making an album at this point in my life. There's a story to go with that. 
And, yeah. and that's really been the basis for this thing. And as people have discovered more, the, the next single and, the, and now the album, it really has tipped over into all being about the music, which is lovely. Yeah, which is always always has been, right? It's yeah. kind of like a thank you letter almost to the music that it's given to you so yeah, far. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, well, that's awesome. And are you going to tour it, do you think? Are you going to... I, I don't suppose you would have had much of a chance, would you? Since it was February. Yeah, it's difficult at the moment, but I'm planning a date in November for Sheffield City Hall to do yeah. a, I, I tend to do one a year, one of those big City Hall gigs, and you, we tend to sell it out. I usually get a, a charity involved, so it's a good opportunity to raise some cash. Yeah. I ask some friends to come and sing at them. It's always a great night. I've got a killer band of musicians, you know, so it's, yeah. it's always a fun, fun gig and I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to announce that date soon enough. Oh, nice. And then, um, and then we're thinking about maybe doing a support slot would be good, you know, with a relevant artist. Mm. So I'm looking at a few options there. Um, I'd do it if it seems natural, you know, mm. I, I don't want to do it if it seems like I'm trying to shoehorn something together I, yeah. I'm, I'm up for doing gigs i'm up for performing wherever um they want me to go out to holland and sing on radio and the stuff like that oh, and nice. that would be lovely that'd be yeah. great fun yeah so anything like that i'm totally up for i don't know if i'd be um i don't know if i want to go out and sort of promote myself yeah you know by doing a tour you know i don't think you have to go do you really <laughs> you probably don't have to it's, i mean it's it's definitely different. not something that I, I sort of feel like i need to do yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we're we're in the process now. We've we've just uh, released our first couple of singles off an album coming up, and we're we're at the other end. <laughs> you know, we're trying to right. we're trying to establish it as a as a new build your audience exactly. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. So uh, we're going through those uh, joyous hoops to, uh, to yeah, get that yeah, out of and course, stuff. So yeah, I can, it's, uh, it's it's fun stuff, isn't it? But yeah, it, it yeah. I think it goes back to the original point there that you've got this ability now that you can just release stuff, but the ch the challenge yeah. be behind that is you kind of, if you don't do it in the right way, you just get washed in with all the other stuff that's just got released. Yeah, you do. It's you, tough. You know, yeah. So you need the right PR team and you need the right kind of, you do, uh, do you know what you need believers? You just need, yeah. I've said this to artists from the very beginning. It's not about selling your music. It's about building a fan. Yeah, you know, yeah. and if you've got yeah. a fan, they become evangelical about you, you know, yeah. Yeah. and they tell someone, and they beg them to come to a gig, and they buy a T-shirt, and you know what I mean. A fan is what you're after, yeah, because yeah. they they sort of shout it from the hills, you know, and that's it goes beyond your social media circle then and expands into others. So I think that you know what I what I've experienced from myself, and also I've been working with this guy Niall McNamee, who is just in the process of starting his promo, and and I've I've really enjoyed working with him, and I watch him do the same thing and yeah. keep an eye on his numbers and all that kind of stuff. And again, I I look at him doing it, and I think, oh god, it's exhausting just watching him. You know, <laughs> so I, I you know I, when it comes to me having to do it. Yeah. Unless it unless we can do stuff like this and talk and, and just yeah. be ourselves. Yeah. I find it ever so difficult. So so I try to make every every um, interview or podcast or anything we're doing about real stuff, about yeah. the things yeah. we're talking about, about yeah. meditation or you know, the things that actually have consequence in your life rather yeah. than the nonsense. And I, one thing I'm thrilled about, and I truly hope it doesn't go back is this vacuum of celebrity we've had, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. for the last year. Because yeah. we've, I hope people realise how garbage it is yeah. and unnecessary yeah, and, and how stupid, the, you know, the, the, 
the nonsense that comes with all of that negative energy. I, I just hope that that continues because I think that it has become about music again. You know, yeah, people yeah. have been buying vinyl. I mean, there's a, a huge big record store opened on Sunset Strip in LA again. You know yeah, what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, where the Tower Records was. Yeah. And it's huge and it's full of vinyl and it's packed. Oh, nice. That made me really happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, yeah, here's to more of that. And I think, you know, we yeah. had uh, John Greenham on, who's the master in uh, engineer for Billie Eilish, and he was talking about oh, yeah. her kind of temperament with that. And she's kind of gone down that route. You know, she's hugely famous, but she pushes back on it quite a bit, and she wants people yeah. to understand that it's not about that. You know, it isn't. Yeah. It isn't about. That. And I think, yeah. that, I think, I think the industry needs more people like that. And I think they're getting it. You know, which yeah. is which is a good thing. Yeah, I think. I mean, I mean, we. I also, you know, we had that with Adele. You know, it was very private. Yeah. yeah. She, it was all about her music, about yeah. her talent. Yeah, and and her honesty and her truth and all that, and I and I think we do need more artists like that. You know, yeah. there there are yeah. examples with actors like Kate Blanchett. You yeah. never see her unless it's promoting a film. No. You don't see her in a house making a TV show about her husband and how daft they are. I just yeah. think that it's just like, come on, who really needs this crap? Yeah, 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 absolutely, you know? yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much yes, Elliot, mate. for you coming too. on. You too. And, I really um, appreciate your time. I'll, I'll sling you over some of the stuff that we've been working on, see what you think. Yeah, please do. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, all the best with, with the show, I guess, that you've got coming up in, when did you say it was? November? Did November you... time, yeah. yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be out on my social media soon enough. I'm, as soon as I get the date confirmed, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, we'll, keep, we'll keep an eye out for it. All right, mate. All right, well. Good uh, stuff. Thanks for your time, brother. Thank you very much. Bye now. See you, bud. There we go. Thank you so much for sticking around listening. Um, like I said, we've got loads of stuff coming around the corner, so don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform it is that you're listening to us on. Um, we're going to be uh, getting a little bit more on it with our YouTube channel as well, so head over to uh, the Broken Bricks YouTube channel, which is where you'll find the Through the Door episodes as they are made by Broken Bricks. And don't forget also to head over to your favourite streaming platforms and... Um, have a stream of the uh, latest single released by Broken Bricks called NASA. Um, all good. Yeah, cool. All right, I'll catch you on the next one. Have a nice weekend, you lovely people. See you in a bit. <laughs>